So this morning, we are going to have a bit of fun first, and I need, I need three volunteers who love ice cream. Carolyn, Sydney, and Marina. Okay, girls, good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no, she says, do we have to eat it? Okay. I said, yep, yeah, Carolyn, yep, yeah, sorry, yep, yeah, come on up. Yeah, you, you, you can come stand on the stage. Yeah, you can come stand on the stage. Mm. Oh, is it a good one for you? Okay, so this is Neapolitan ice cream. How many of you have had Neapolitan ice cream? All right. It's made up of three flavors, strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate. Girls, what kind of ice cream would you prefer? Strawberry? Oh, vanilla. Nobody wants chocolate. I wouldn't choose chocolate either. <laughs> okay. Now, but if you want, I've only got Neapolitan here. And I'm only giving Neapolitan this morning. You can't buy Neapolitan strawberry ice cream. You can't buy vanilla Neapolitan ice cream. You can't buy chocolate Neapolitan ice cream. What can you buy? You buy strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate. Three in one, right? Three distinct flavors, three distinct tastes. Mmm, do you see where I'm going? Yeah. All right. So, you girls are more than welcome. I, I will let you have what you would like. But you know the principle is you can't buy Neapolitan without buying all three, right? So when we, so you girls may actually, if you'd like some, you may take some. In there. There's three bowls, three spoons. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's an ice cream scoop or a knife there, so that might... All right. Yeah. I want, now, I want you to think about the Holy Spirit. I want you to think about the Father, and I want you to think about the Son. Because they are, what, three in one. When we say that we believe in God, do we just get one of them? No, we don't. We don't. When we repent, when we receive forgiveness of our sins and acknowledge Christ as our Savior, we receive all three. We receive the love of the Father, we receive the sacrifice of the Son, and we receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And God doesn't want us to pick and choose which person of the Godhead we would rather have in our lives, does he? He wants us to receive everything he has for us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they're three persons. They have unique responsibilities, unique roles that they play in creation, in our lives, and he wants us to experience all of them. So you girls, oh, you got a little chocolate there, yeah. You girls are blessed. I let you choose, but God doesn't want you to choose one over the other. He wants you to open your hearts and open your lives to the Trinity, to every one of them. Amen? 
Amen. All right, give them a round of applause. And uh, if anybody wants ice cream after, Tammy's going to put it in the freezer right now so it doesn't melt on us. Thank you. You, you can put your hand up and get a bowl, okay? Because I don't want to take it all home with me. Yeah. So this morning, we're going to talk about gifts. How many of you love to receive gifts? Yeah, most of us do, even if it isn't our love language. I want you to think about the scripture that says every good and every perfect gift comes down from? From above, from our Father. He is the giver of every good and every perfect gift. And in Luke eleven thirteen, this is a scripture that I want you to listen to. If you then, being evil in comparison to God know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So I love to give, and I love to look for specific gifts that would bless people. Everly's birthday, my granddaughter, is she's going to be three in a couple of weeks. And so I texted Heidi a while ago and said, Heidi, what are some gift ideas for Everly? What do you think she, what does she need something? What would you like her to have? And so she texted back some ideas. I want to give Everly a gift that she's going to enjoy, that maybe is useful. I don't want to give her some random thing that she doesn't like at all or that would be age inappropriate. I want to give her something that would be fun and appropriate and enjoyable for her. Are you like that? Do you like to buy gifts that people will feel blessed by? Well, the Word of God says, how much more? How much more does our Heavenly Father want to give us good gifts? And so we want to open our hearts to all the gifts that God has for us. The Holy Spirit himself is a gift from God. And so it's really important to remember that we receive gifts, right? We don't grab a gift. So I'm sure if you've had kids, you train them, if it's their birthday or Christmas, to receive what they're being given, right? And to be thankful. How many of us have said to our kids after they've opened a gift, now please say thank you to whoever has given it to them. So we're trying to nurture gratitude and thankfulness. And it's really important to understand that gifts are given and we receive them. We don't, we don't grasp for them. We don't ever earn gifts. And we don't have to work hard for them. So there's important things to remember about that. So I've got a question for you this morning. I have some gifts up here. They're all different. They're all, they're all different, and they're all packaged differently, so they look very different. I have some questions I want you to answer for me. Why do you give a gift? Laura. Okay, to see people happy. Good. Why else, Stephanie? Because you love the person. Good. Kelly. Appreciation. Awesome. Why, is there any another, Gail? To encourage somebody, that's great. Maria? To value someone. Mm. All good reasons why we might give a gift. Do you ever give a gift because you recognize there's a need? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I've had people give me gifts through the years when they've recognized there was a need in my life, right? Amazing. All right. So why do you think God gives gifts? Why does God give gifts? He loves us. Any other reason, Rachel? Ooh. Ooh. So we can bless others. Good. Yeah, that's good. Anything else? Tracy. Ah, because he knows our needs. That's good. Lynn, is it Lynn? Because we're his children. If you have children, you, you love to give gifts. Awesome. Ooh, because he's a giver. God's nature, who he is, just like he, he doesn't have love, he is love. He doesn't just give things, his nature is that he's a giver. Yeah. What, what does the word of God say? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Awesome. Okay, now I've got another question for you. Why might some of us not receive gifts? Why might we not receive a gift? This is a little tougher question. Who said that? Heather, come on up and choose a gift, Heather. All right. We might not feel worthy. You may say, who would not receive a gift? We actually had one Christmas years ago. We took a Christmas hamper to a family. You, you can do whatever you like. In need. And they refused it. So, why else might somebody not re receive a gift? Colleen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Sometimes we have to say, this is our need, right? So, Colleen, you can come up and choose a gift. Okay, Gail? I'm sorry, can you? Pride. Oh, come choose a gift. These are just fun little gifts, girls, that I just had at my house. So, anyway, Maria. Oh, you feel like you don't deserve it. Yeah, that, that does happen. Tito. Okay, I'm going to have to get you to just say that a little louder for me. Yeah, you're not aware of it. Come and choose one. Okay, what else, Laura? you feel guilty for receiving a gift. Have you ever felt guilty for receiving a gift? Yeah. Come choose one. We had a single mom one time in the church in the early, early years. She gave Steve money to go. He was heading to a conference. She gave him money. And he didn't want to take it from her because he knew she needed it. 
And she looked at him and she said, Pastor, you have taught me to give and that God's my source and supply. You have to take it. So do you think he took it? He did. But it's just, you know, sometimes you feel like, no. Okay, I've got a few more gifts. I need a few more ideas. Dot. Oh, you think that gift should go to someone else. Come choose a gift. Yes. And girls, if you get a gift and you think these gifts should go to somebody else, feel free. Feel free. Okay, Catherine. Oh, you feel inadequate, similar to not feeling worthy. Yeah. And Stephanie? Ooh, independence. That's a good one. We don't need anybody else to help us, to make it happen. You may choose the last gift. All right, so some of these gifts are just fun things. They're all fun things I had at my house. I I have no more gifts, but you can keep telling me. Yes. (laughs) Ooh, you don't trust the giver. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your gift. That's really good. We don't trust. We think there's ulterior motives sometimes for things. Carolyn. Oh, that was one thing I had written down. I can't accept the gift because I can't afford or I don't have anything for you. How many of us have thought that? How many of us have felt obligated? Yeah, to read, you know, I can't take it because I didn't come prepared for you. Oh, Stephanie. Duty. Yeah, sometimes, well, it's obligation, right? If this is what we do and I must come, I must, yeah. Wow, so many good reasons and thoughts why we might have a hard time receiving a gift. Yeah, yeah, putting up walls. But do you know that gifts can break down walls? I actually, years ago, had God speak to me about one relationship I had, and, and he kept saying to me, go do this, give this, do these things. And I kept doing it, even though there was this wall there. And it, and it saddened me, but I kept doing it. Gifts can help soften people's hearts. Wow, so many good thoughts, girls. That's the message this morning. I have a few more things I'll share. But so many good, good thoughts, really, because we have to get in our heads and in our hearts that God is a good God. He's a giver of good gifts. He has things for us that will bless us, help us, and are meant to help encourage and support other people. And you've just given me all sorts of reasons why We might not receive a physical gift from someone else, but can you transfer that to why you might not think you are worthy of gifts from your God? Why you think the Holy Spirit couldn't use you? Why you think that 
God would never, ever give me that or bless me with that or give me that so that I could help somebody else. We have faulty thinking, don't we? Just like there's reasons why we don't receive gifts practically, we have faulty thinking when it comes to our God. Jesus said to the disciples in Matthew 10, verse 8, he said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Freely you've received, freely give. I think whatever God has given to us, it doesn't mean we give everything away, but I think we want to hold it with open hands so that if he says that would really bless someone, somebody could use that, that we would be willing to give that away, right? Doesn't mean we have to give everything away, but be open to how he wants to lead us and guide us. 1 Corinthians 12.1, Paul says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you ignorant. God doesn't want us to be ignorant or lack understanding or be unaware of the gifts that he has already given and wants to continually give into our lives. Spiritual gifts are given so that we can function and flow in this life and be a blessing to people. So we're going to talk this morning about, quickly, just about three categories of gifts. And we're going to see how God uses these gifts in different ways. The first one is ministerial gifts. That's found in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and then through to 16. But these are often called the five-fold ministry gifts. How, have you ever heard of this? Pastor, evangelist, apostle, prophet, and teacher. Those are ministry gifts. And you know, I love what it says. Oh, I meant to bring my Bible up for this because I didn't have it in my original notes. But um, anyway, these gifts are given by Jesus to the church because I wanted to read. So make sure you read these verses after so that God's people, you and I, can be equipped to do the ministry so that the body of Christ can be built up, can be extended, so that we can mature, we can be stable, we can walk in integrity. And verse 16, this is so good, says the body is knit together by what every joint supplies. All right? So the fivefold ministry gifts are given to equip. So when a pastor would stand up and, on Sundays or whenever and bring a word, it's given to help equip us so that we can do the work of the ministry, right? So that we can pray with people. We can lead somebody to Christ. We can come alongside others that are struggling. But it says every joint supplies. The body's knit together. So we're, we're knit together when each one of us brings what we have and every part does its share. A number of years ago, I fell off my bike and dislocated my elbow. So that's a joint, right? It was not good. It was extremely painful. And when I got it relocated, put it back in the right place, the the pain lessened. But I had to wear a sling. And I can actually remember the first time I could actually reach my fingers up and touch my face so that I could actually start to wash my face and put makeup on or wash my hair. It was crazy. One joint 
that was dislocated, that wasn't working properly, affected me big time. If you've had a joint dislocated, if you've broken a bone, you get how important every part of our body is to us, to functioning well. So my question for you girls to consider is, God says it's what every joint supplies, every joint that makes the body strong, that makes the body healthy. So I think God's asking us, what joint are you? And are you bringing your supply? God wants us to bring our supply in our family units. He wants us to bring our supply where we're employed. He wants us to bring our supply in the local church. He wants us to bring who we are, how he's created us, the gifts he's deposited in us. He doesn't want any one of us thinking that we don't have something to bring. And the word says, when we don't bring it, I believe the body misses out. We miss out on your supply. And so it's important. So I want you to think about that today. The second um, category of gifts is motivational gifts. And that's found in Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 8. And for those of you who are newer to the church, this is something that we do in Starting Point 201. We do a motivational gift survey. Because how many of you know... We may all do the same task, but we are motivated differently to do that task. Some of us might be mercy motivated, very compassionate, and we're going to do that task because we really care about you and the situation that you're in. Somebody else might do it because they want to bring a strong word of encouragement to that person. Somebody else might do it because they want to make sure they're organized, they're, that person has orga- is organized and got enough meals and whatever in their lives. So we're all motivated by different things. And in Romans 12, it talks about each of us having different talents and abilities, but it talks about prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, being a leader, and showing mercy. And those are things that motivate us to actions. And then the third category is the gifts of the Spirit. And that's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There are nine gifts, and they're often put in three categories, just so that we can understand how they might function a little bit. And the first category is the revelation gifts. So maybe you've never heard of them, but word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. Those are the revelation gifts. Vocal gifts are tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. So when Dot talked about having a prophetic prayer in her book after each devotional, prophecy, she believes she heard from God a prophetic word of encouragement, and she's included that with each devotional. So that would be Dot operating in the gift of prophecy, hearing from heaven so that it can be given as encouragement to other people. And the third category is the power gifts, faith, healings, and miracles. And how many of you know we need faith, we need supernatural faith, we need healings today, and we need miracles? God hasn't changed in all of, all of eternity. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And these gifts 
are slightly different because these gifts are given as the Holy Spirit wills. So some of the other gifts are what God's deposited in us as individuals. And we can operate in them. We can flow in them. We can bless other people. But the gifts of the Spirit are when God breathes on us and God sees a situation we're in and he says, I want you to go talk to that person. I've got a word for them, you know. So he might not say, go talk to that person because I've got a word for them. You just feel like you're supposed to go talk to that person. And as you're talking to them, out comes a word of knowledge or a question that you might ask them. And they might say, how did you know that? That would be a word of knowledge operating. God wants to use us girls in these ways. Jim Lee will have many wonderful stories to tell you as he goes to visit his wife, Marnie, in the hospital, who's been there for many years now, that he has gotten to know the staff there and other families there. And he will often have words of knowledge or words of wisdom or as he prays for people. It's so lovely. And, you know, God wants to use us wherever we are, wherever we work, wherever, whatever small group we're a part of, whatever gathering we come to in our family. He wants to give us words of wisdom because people are going through tough things and we don't always know how to fix it. We don't always know how to do what is needed, but God can show us. God can reveal us. And Magda, before JP became our worship pastor, you had a word from God about, about him. Can you share that quick? Oh, a friend did. That's right. Um, yes, the, she was in a prayer meeting um, at, uh, at the church where JP ministered. And uh, she said, JP will be leaving us and along that line. And, of course, they were shocked and they didn't like to hear that. And so I made a note. Of course, I didn't tell anyone, so I wrote it in my journal. And then when he told me that he was accepted that he uh, for the job and uh, for the ministry here, I told him, you know, and it was so neat, the confirmation. It was really neat. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Isn't that lovely? God knows. And he p- wants to prepare people. He wanted to prepare the church where JP was ministering that he was going to be moving on. And to confirm to JP that he'd made the right decision. So cool, eh? So God wants to work in wonderful ways in our lives. Um, let's see. I kind of changed the order of my notes, so I'm kind of jumping around a bit. Um, Jason, if you want to put up the... Um, 1 Corinthians 12 for me right now, verses 4 to 7. I want you to notice this, girls, because this is, this is pretty cool. I, I've read this scripture many times, but I think because we're talking about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about the Trinity, I hadn't really noticed it before. And 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 7 says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. For the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So isn't that good? It's the same Spirit, so it's the same Holy Spirit, the same Lord, Jesus, the same God, the Father, who works all of these different gifts, all of these different ministries, all these activities, 
God's at work. And the manifestation of the Spirit is for who? Each one. Everybody say each one. Some. A few. Say it again. Yeah, and it's given to each one. Why? The Bible, that's, that translation says, for the profit of all. Profit means benefit, blessing, right? So gifts are given for the benefit of others. Gifts aren't given so that I can feel good about myself, right? Gifts are given so that we can bless other people. Do you see the motivation of God's heart here? He wants us to open our arms and our hearts and our lives so we can receive his gifts, be willing to be used by the Holy Spirit in different ways so that we can encourage and bless and strengthen and support other people. And that's so awesome. 1 Corinthians 12.31 says, earnestly desire the most helpful gift. So my question is to you, what is the most helpful gift? Gail. The one that's needed at the time. If you're visiting with somebody and they are not feeling well, healing is what is needed, right? If you know somebody and they are in a financial um, shortfall, going through a tricky situation, the gift would be for, for a giver to be able to give some finances into that situation. So it's not like one gift is better than the other, but we're to desire God to use us, to motivate us, to show up bringing the gift that he sees is needed, being open to be used by the Holy Spirit in the gifts of the Spirit. And 1 Corinthians 14, 12 says, Even so, you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. So edification means encouragement, right? So God wants us. He wants us to desire his gifts. He wants us to desire the best gift. But it's always for the building up, for the encouragement, not to control, not to manipulate, but to bless. Amen? And when we have that motivation, it's very, very cool because God wants to use us in those ways. Romans 12, just before it talks about uh, the motivational gifts, says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong together. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So we're many parts, and each one of us is so valuable and essential to the functioning of the body of Christ. We don't want to ever think that we don't have any gifts or that our gifts aren't as important, or we choose not to bring them for whatever reason, because I believe then we're robbing the body of what he wants the body to have, the strength, the support, the encouragement. It's so important for us to bring our gifts. Years ago, there was a family that had just started coming to the church, and I was talking to her just out here in this hallway, and we were just getting to know them, and I must have asked something, and her response to me was, well, I'm just a paper pusher. And I kind of, my eyes got wide, and I said, 
there is no such thing as just a paper pusher. How many of you have organizational gifts and abilities? Tammy, get your hand up nice and high. (laughs) She put it up. But the reality is, girls, this morning would look a whole lot different if there weren't organizational gifts and abilities functioning in this body. Would you agree? We are so thankful for every gift that people bring. So I sure encouraged that girl. I said, "Mm -mm -mm. there is no such thing as just a paper pusher. You bring your strength. You add your strength, your gift, your ability, and you make something better. You make something happen. So it's the same no matter how you feel God has gifted you. Don't ever think it's less than. Don't ever think it's not important. Embrace it and offer it to God and to your workplace and to the local church. Sports teams are like this too, aren't they? You see sports teams and they all have their roles, their positions. And every once in a while, you'll see a few players that can play multiple positions well. But what happens if, you know, the quarterback decides he wants to be the wide receiver that day. Like, there's nobody throwing the ball then. Or they have to put in somebody who's not as good. We have to recognize we don't have to be anybody else. We don't have to try and act or develop gifts that, that are not in us. Now, sometimes God stretches us and wants to encourage us to grow. That's different than trying to think we have to be like somebody else. God wants us to be ourselves wants us to be content and satisfied with how he's made us and wired us and gifted us and flourish in that. And in that, he will stretch us and he will take us beyond what we ever thought we could do, just like Dot said. She would never have stood on a platform and shared that testimony years ago. But God wants to stretch us all and use us. So Chris Kane says this, we have the awesome responsibility of recognizing and developing the gifts on our lives because they were given to us by God in order to impact the world around us. 1 Peter 4.10, as each one has received a gift, each one, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Wow. God wants his grace expressed wherever we go, and he wants us to be good stewards, which means if we're going to be stewards, he wants us to develop our gifts, he wants us to grow in them, he wants us to stretch. He wants us us to be able to bless other people. Sometimes when we think about the gifts of the Spirit especially, we limit our thinking to just church services. If you grew up in Pentecostal circles, you would have maybe experienced, you know, tongues and interpretation or prophetic words being given in a service. And sometimes we think that's where the gifts of the Spirit operate. Now, God wants to use us in our normal, everyday lives. He wants to use us in the situations that we encounter as we're at work. And he wants us to receive words of knowledge about how to fix something at work or, you know, or somebody, our coworker. He wants us to be open. So don't, let's not limit God in where he wants to work in our lives and how he wants to work in our lives. We want to continue really to hunger, girls, for God, to know him, to know his presence, to know what he has for us, and not restrict ourselves. And when you realize that the Holy Spirit wants to work in you in normal and natural ways, you don't have to be afraid 
Some of you might be afraid. Well, what will God make me do? What will God make me say? No, no, no. God won't make you do anything that is weird and outrageous. Now, he might challenge you to believe him for things, but he's not going to put you in a position where you just embarrass yourself totally. He wants to use you to really reach people's hearts. So let's be open to all God wants to do in our lives. And remember that as we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit daily, he's going to fill us. He's going to fill us. I'm just going to tell a story on Rachel quickly. A few years ago, um, Rachel was coming over to my house, and we were going out. I think we're just going to go out for tea. But I didn't have a car. I think I was a little bit, I had to get some things done. And I thought, oh, how am I going to do that? And then I thought, no, I could ask Rachel when she comes, if she'd take me to this store so I could do this before we had tea. Rachel walks in the door. We give each other a hug. And she says, Beth, I'm, I'm really learning to listen to the Holy Spirit. Do you need to go somewhere and do something? Oh, well, of course, when I said, oh, Rachel, I was going to ask you to take me here. She was encouraged. But how do you think I felt? I felt so loved by God. I felt he sees me. He knows me. He knows the pressure I'm under, the stress I am in. I was... Oh, I was so excited that God would care about that minute detail of my life. But who did he use? A friend. God wants to use us girls. So let's be open to everything. And always remember that gifts are given for the benefit of others, never to build ourselves up, make us look good. Right? It's for the benefit of others. He has amazing plans and purposes in mind for the world, but he has amazing plans and purposes in mind for us. So let's say, God, I want to be in your plans and purposes. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for speaking to each one of us and helping us to understand how valuable and precious we are to you and how you formed us and fashioned us and made us. It's amazing. We don't ever want to compare ourselves and think we're less than, but we want to open our hearts to develop what you've put inside of us and to be open to being used by your Spirit, Holy Spirit. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for encouraging us. In Jesus' name.